Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my new friend Nicole, who's known around the professional community as Nicole Young. 没错，今天我们邀请到了一位无敌佛心的这个行销大师，来跟各位听众朋友们做网络媒体行销和创业的分享。My guest today is from the USA. However, she has relocated to Taiwan for a few years now. She is a chief strategy officer, a deep thinker, a lover of taking action, a marketing and strategy guru, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my new friend Nicole. Hey, John. What's up, Nicole? It's so cool. I'm so glad we got to connect because I harassed you on LinkedIn, and I was like, "Hey, I keep seeing your name pop up in my group of friends, my circle. Who are you?" And so, I was hoping you could grace us today with who is the woman, the myth, the legend, Nicole. Well, John. First of all, let's talk about your stalking.、Um, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, my name is Nicole Young. I am an American. I recently came from Los Angeles, but I'm an Iowa girl, proud to the core. Iowan Midwest girl. I am currently a chief strategy officer at CreatorDB, which is a database influencer marketing company. And then I also have a little thing on the side, an incubator think tank, if you will, of kind of collaboration of people in the West and East over here, really helping the Taiwanese connect to Westerners and vice versa with the cultural nuances called Group Number Eight. So that's kind of what I'm doing professionally. Um, my background is big ad agencies in the U.S., the Ogilvies, the DDBs, the big CPG, Unilever, P&G type clients. So, yeah, it's cool to be here and in a startup. Awesome. And so, what are you guys actually focusing on with CreatorDB? Yeah, so the influencer marketing space. Really,、um, we have some big clients, a VPN client,、uh, Nord, some other clients that we're working with, and really. Putting the creators, linking them up with the best strategy that works for those companies, and we have a whole office. I think there's 21 of us now. I can't even count. 12 Taiwanese. We have two Japanese,、um, two Koreans,、uh, two Spaniards, a German, an Aussie, two Americans. So it's really fluid as far as language. So I think what's kind of sets us apart from others is that we really have a stranglehold on the Asian market. Um, which is our focus, as well as kind of worldwide too. So it's kind of just a really cool environment. It's like our little UN, if you will, it a UN and in influencer marketing space.、Mm, that's beautiful, and <clears throat> it just reminded me because you mentioned Nord VPN. One of my favorite YouTube rappers, his name's Harry Mack. He does this awesome creative ad for Nord VPN, where you know I skip through ads all the time, but his I'll watch because he just does this incredible freestyle rap. And so I wonder if that's kind of the brainchild of of people who might work for Creator DB. Yeah, that's definitely us.、Um, and I say to all those Henry Mack was his name Harry Harry Mack Harry Mack. If you're a creator. Look this guy up. I've never seen him, but like the better you can get with your integrations, the more brands will want to work with you. I mean, like the crazier the better. Like just、mm. be authentic and be yourself. I think I know everyone talks about authenticity, but it really is super true in the creator space. And、mm. I think we see that ROI all the time. If people in any really business that you're just being true to yourself, 
Yeah, yeah, well, well said. And so thinking then a little bit about group number eight, this sounds so cool because this is essentially, like you said, kind of a collective of like-minded individuals around the world coming together to share resources. Is that the idea? Yeah. So I was kind of sitting around like, what am I going to do with my life? Um, wanting to really give back. Like I said, I've worked at big agencies my whole life. And although there's always been some component of, of goodwill with that, I wanted to do something myself. I've been here two years in Taiwan. I feel like this is home to me and I really wanted to give back to the people here. And as an American, as much as I love Taiwan, there's some things when it comes to marketing that I'm like, ah, like you could be making $50 billion more from Americans if you just change your logo. It's super simple. Um, so yeah, I started this kind of, I'm calling it a collective incubator, I guess. Um, I have like some lawyer friends, some ad friends, a couple people in the media, and we're really just kind of working together with companies and or people, big or small, pretty nonprofit at this point. So if you call us, we're probably just going to give you advice for free, um, our very, very minimal costs, or point you in the right direction so you don't get robbed blind by said public relations firm or said marketing agency or said printer down the street that you need to get your business cards. So it really is just kind of giving back to the community and... It's been awesome. Um, it's been really well received and it's given me a little bit of passion that I think I don't want to say I've lost my passion in my career ever, but it's just given me a little bit of extra, which I love. Mm, yeah, that giving back energy is is a is a special energy. And I, I love that kind of pointing. It's like a cons you're doing like pro bono consultancy. It sounds yeah, like I mean, and it's so easy. Like I did a boot camp with Startup Stadium and there was this gentleman in the audience and he was like, your big ad agency experience doesn't really relate to my small business. And I was like, what's your business? And he was like, I do cell phone repairs. And like, I don't have a budget like to go out and do all these focus groups. I was like, oh my God, like, tell me about your product. So he tells me about his product and it's basically geared towards the aging population. I was like, oh my God, Taiwan is your total like focus. You don't even need money. I was like, I will go with you. Like these people are out like doing Tai Chi, running. I mean, they're up at like 5 a.m. Like I, I'm obsessed with the aging population in Taiwan because they're super active. But after we kind of got brainstorming and this was in, like I said, a collective group of like 40, 50 people, he was like, yeah, I don't need money. Like I can just do this. And I was like, yeah, plus like it's Taiwan. Like just like any culture, there's always a kingpin in the neighborhood. I was like, you just need to target these kingpins. I'm sure it's a female matriarch of like said family, get, do her phone for free. And then the whole neighborhood's going to be calling you. So I think, you know, it's little things like that, just giving back, um, that gets me excited. Mm, I love it. <laughs> yeah, got to target those kingpin females. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm if anyone that's talked to me knows that I'm like super obsessed with the elderly generation here. They're just so much different than America in terms of like, I mean, they're up when I get up to go ride my bike at 5 a.m. There's like hundreds of people doing Tai Chi together. And then I'll come home at night after work. And it'll be like 1030. And there's a karaoke room ktv room in my building and they're like still partying i'm like who are these people like get to bed like i am tired they like wear me out <laughs> yeah well well said i i love that i have a similar 
path with my dogs. I walk them super early. There's people working out, dancing, yeah. doing Tai Chi. And I, I do my last walk with my dogs and I'm like, they're singing. They're, they're still running on the riverside. I'm like, what, what is going on? And what am I not tapping into? Yes. Where are they getting the energy <laughs> from? This, this I'm is like, life force. Yeah. Definitely. I think it is a life force. That's oh, a, a good way to put it. I love it. I love it. Thinking then a little bit about your incredible career. Would there be any other pro bono advice maybe you can give our audience here on NG England? You know, if they're looking to grow right now, what what could help them here in Taiwan? Yeah, I think for us, our growth has really been culture. I know that people talk about culture, 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 but um, I feel like it really is the most important thing. And our culture, I think, is what's really driving us. We're very open. Mistakes happen in the business. I think that kind of sets us apart a little bit from a traditional Taiwanese company. Um, so I think for us, like, it's really just remembering, like, you're new, even though you're in, you know, a market that's not saturated, but it's it's noisy. And to just keep going with fresh ideas every day and come in and be happy. And I think being driven and having a passion for what you're doing and being okay to like screw up. And yeah. I think that's really the core to any business and any successful person. I mean, you can look at, I don't know, Steve Jobs or, you know, Elon Musk, who was like down to his last penny when he got the NASA. Like, I mean, you can look at any of these quote unquote icons in business and you know that you just have to take chances and keep pushing forward and pushing through. So I think that is the key. I'd say find something you love. I mean, listen, life is short. If you don't like it, get the hell out of it. Um, there is nothing. And I, I've, I've mentored small kids, children here. And I had a, a, a girl, she was in sixth grade and she, she was drawing dresses. And I was like, holy beep. Like, these are, this is crazy. Like I have designer friends and like these dresses are amazing, but she had no idea that that could be a career for her. So I think for me, like, especially here in Taiwan, it's just like, go for your dreams. Like they're out there. They're even here in Taiwan. You don't have to move to America or Japan. Like there's so much happening right here in Taiwan that it's, there's endless opportunities. But if you're not liking something you're doing in any aspect of life, but especially your career, cause you, literally probably will be living there and spending the most of your time at your job. Just get that beep out and get on with it. Well, well said. And I wish you nothing but success with all of this with Creator DB and group number eight. I just love what you're doing for the Taiwanese vibe and the global vibe. From Chief Strategy Officer以外，其实自己也另外有办了一间专门促进东西方合作的这个Group Number Eight预成中心，或者白话一点的话，就是我们说这个呃创业加速器Incubator。好，让不管是西方国家还是台湾这边有创业想法的人呢，都可以互相切磋促进文化交流。不过是说这个Creator 
，而且公司里面员工来自世界各地，不管是亚洲当地的台湾、日本、韩国，还是西方国家的西班牙、德国、呃、澳洲、美国呢，通通都有，让他们更能够以当地人的角度呢去锁定商机。那刚刚不是也有提到来宾他的这个育成中心 （incubator） 啊、哦，对不对？这说起来也是我觉得蛮有意思的一个分享。好，因为他来台湾到现在数一数也是有两三年时间了，觉得这里根本就已经是他的家，而且可能就是呃，就是有接收到很多台湾人的帮助吧，觉得好像应该要做一些什么，给予台湾一些回馈、一些报答，所以就成立了这间 Group Number Eight 育成中心。给想要创业的台湾人呢，提供一个可以和西方业界交流的空间。好，不管是法律相关还是行销媒体，都能给他们去提供一些方向啦，一些建议，好，避免走上冤枉路。重点是他们还是走一个非盈利路线呢，整个就是很佛心，有没有？好，那在进入下半段之前，来宾他也给了大家一些建议。如果你刚好也想要创业，或者是在人生路上为某事挣扎，那这或许会对你有一些帮助哦。啊，就说呢，主要我们还是不要太封闭，好，要多敞开心胸，多坦率一些，而且呢，要记得不要怕做错，就带着一个一个热情和动力去面对要处理的事情就对了。那如果真的，啊，就是做的很不开心，那就去找做得来的事情，做得开心的。毕竟人生苦短，对不对？而且工作事业又是占我们人生很大一部分的时间，何必要让自己这么一大部分的时间都在那边背诵不开心？是不是？哎，我觉得还蛮有道理的。好，来这段我们几个字几个实用的用法，各位来给他学起来。第一个是 to the core。好 ，core 它有核心的意思。那 to the core 到核心里，表达的呢就是打从心里完完全全这样子。所以刚才节目开头这边来宾提到，他是爱荷华州人 ，proud to the core， 就是说，哈，他对身为爱荷华州人呢，非常的引以为傲。好，这是一个非常实用、非常非常道理的用法，大家真的可以学起来哦。其他例子还有像是，如果你说一个人坏到骨子里，就会是 evil to the core， 啊，或者是今天如果想要表达一个人非常台湾人，真的做事从头到脚都是一个非常就是有台湾架势，就可以说 ，Oh, he is Taiwanese to the core。来，第二个用法 ，cultural nuances。好 ，nuance 它意思是细微的差异。那 cultural nuances 就是我们说的文化差异。那你可以想说，哎啊， cultural difference 不是就是在讲文化差异吗？没错，两个都是讲文化差异，差就差在一个是整体比较大范围的不同，一个是比较细微上面的差异。好， cultural nuances。好，最后一个它其实是拉丁文的说法， pro bono。好，是这个 pro bono publico 的简化版。一般是比较常用在法律方面，意思通常是用来表示免费或者是低价提供法律专业知识给那些有需要，但是可能就是呃没有能力支付费用的人。简单来说就是做公益啦，哈，像刚刚谈到他们非盈利的这个育成中心，对不对？帮大家免费咨询就是做 pro bono。好，那我们就赶快继续听下半段吧。I was hoping though we could switch gears a little bit to kind of the story of Nicole. Ah, funny story. So I quit my job, kind of in the same vein as like get out and do something, you know, make a difference. I think we all have this. 
it wasn't a midlife crisis. I had been talking about it for like a decade. I just finally got off my rear and did it. And I literally was scrolling through Instagram and there was like this Taiwanese ad and it was like, learn more. And I was like, yeah, learn more. And then the next thing I know, I'm on a plane and I'm in Taiwan and it's been two years and it's been a pretty incredible ride. But I think it goes back to what I just said, like life is short, go for it. And I think it's about taking chances. And for me, at least, especially now that I'm in my <clears throat> late 40s, mid to late 40s. Oh, you dropped it. I love it. <sighs> hey, owning it. That's what's Own up. <laughs> yes. At 48, listen, um, I think life is short and you constantly have to be pushing yourself out of your boundaries if you want to continue to grow. And I've always been someone that's kind of made leaps of faith and pushed the boundaries in all aspects. But I think the older I get, that's even more core to who I am and, and just doing it. Like I- I've already made huge mistakes in my life, um, personally and professionally. And what's the worst that can happen? I make another one and I rebound from it. Like you always do. And I think just, that's kind of how I wound up in Taiwan. Everyone's like, why Taiwan? I was like, Taiwan kind of picked me. Um, I've been all over like Southeast Asia though. So knowing that and knowing that I landed here, I do think the universe kind of just puts you in the place that you're supposed to be at the right time. And, and the people here are great. Like, Honestly, it's my friends in America are always like, ah, like enough about your Asian utopia, like, because I'm just so happy. Like, but yeah, I think it's just going for it. I love it. And so that aspect of going for it, can we apply to language acquisition? I know we've talked a little bit about you kind of dove headfirst into your Mandarin learning experience, but Take us through. Where are you at right now with learning Chinese? Ah, yes. So I got here and I was like, I'm going full in. I'm going to learn this language. Like, I can't wait. Remind you, I took German (laughs) because I didn't want to take Spanish because everyone was taking Spanish. So I took German because I wanted to be different. Uh, as like circa mid 90s. And I don't remember any German, by the way. Um, so I signed up for a class at a school, six hours a day, five days a week, and quickly remembered that I'm not quite a great student, um, unless I really love something. So after a couple days in the group class, I'm like, I might need to get my own tutor because I had a teacher that was kept correcting my pinging spelling. <laughs> and I was trying to tell her in the most polite way, like, I made it all the way through graduate school and I actually write for work and I'm kind of successful at it you're never going to teach me how to spell. Like, stop correcting the ping. Every time you try to teach me how to spell the pinging, like, I've totally lost the train of thought of, like, what the word even is. So Mm. I think, you know, that being said, for me, knowing your kind of limitations and and not going all out or being afraid to just say, like, hey, I need a new teacher. This one's not getting me. Um, So with that, I transferred to another teacher who visually drew stuff out for me, um, verbs, you know, objects, da, 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 like little plus and smiley faces. And I was like, oh, it's totally coming together. So that kind of like really helped me. Um, I knew probably being in a class, there was like a 20 year old in there that spoke like 28 languages and an- another woman that was like a project manager. So she's like type A. So she was just like killing it too. And I'm like, like, I got to get out of here. Otherwise, I'm just going to get crushed by these people. So got into a private lesson at the same school. And that really helped for me personally. So I think if I were going to give anyone advice, like get into a school, do your thing, try different things and get what works for you. That being said, take time off too. Like I said, I'm older. 
and I don't think your brain is supposed to be learning a second language after a certain age, but I've never had so much fun learning something. And even though I'm constantly screwing up, my tones are all over the place. I seem to be able to communicate with people. I have American friends here that are like, I tried to get a haircut. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, what did you expect when you were moving to like, I just don't get upset about it. And I also feel like no one can see me, but I use my hands a lot. Like, and I'm pretty animated. So I feel like with my broken Chinese, half English, I don't know, maybe tossing a couple German words in there, aloha, whatever else, and kind of your body language is important. So I, I do believe that any language, not just Mandarin, which obviously is one of the most difficult languages, I think, to learn. It's just about like putting your mind to it and having fun. I mean, there's words that I can't say in English, like ambulance. I, I'm totally not saying that right. I know that I can't. It's like a word I cannot say. Yeah, I, I love that. I think knowing when to take a break, knowing yourself and so beautifully, as you said, pulling it all together, a little mix of body language, a little bit of the mindset of like not afraid to fail and just trying. And you know what? That's how we survive. That's how we evolve. And, you know, we do our best as humans to try to understand each other. So I just I just love that. And it's working well for you. Yeah, 100%. Awesome, Nicole. Well, we are coming to the end of the NG Ingwen show. And if there is one question I love to end with, it's if you could go back and talk to a younger Nicole. You've been given some great advice throughout this whole episode, but would there be any other advice that you would love to give young Nicole? God, I love when people get asked this question, and I this is the first time I've ever been asked this question. Oh, I would God. not give myself any advice. I would not go back into the past and talk to myself because every mistake I've made, every hiccup, every you know dog paddle to the finish line... I would not change that because I think it's who has made me the person I am today. And I'm really happy with that person. I'm happy with 48-year-old Nicole. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I would go back in time and give myself any advice. I would just let me make all the same crazy mistakes and run with it. I love it. The best advice right there. Just let it all be because it that's exactly who you are now. I, I love that answer. Where can people find more about Creator DB and group number eight online and maybe a little bit about you online? Yeah. So creatordb.app and group number eight.co. And as for me, Nicole Young, look me up on LinkedIn. I am, I think, one of like four Nicole Youngs on LinkedIn. You'll know who I am because I'm the one that's in Taipei. And yeah, I'm all about if you're in college or you're 80 years old and want to start a business or something. I love talking to people and I love kind of brainstorming. So for free again. Um, <laughs> my parents are both past. They are probably just like beaming down like, ask for money. But I just, <laughs> I feel like we should be giving back. And if you have 20 years plus of knowledge, like give that back if you can. So yeah, reach out. Beautiful. Find her on LinkedIn, Nicole Young. Awesome, Nicole. Well, thank you for joining us on the show today. And yeah. we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, John. All right. Bye, everyone. See ya. Peace. 下半段这边来宾谈到他那个时候在来台湾之前，其实经历了一段中年危机。好，当时工作也是辞了，就只想说，哎，要做一点不一样的。直到某天呢，在滑手机滑 IG 的时候，发现，哎，有一个广告写台湾，然后就点进去了解更多，然后不知不觉就发现自己，哎，怎么已经在飞机上准备降落台北了？噔噔。
好，那从这边我们就可以发现，来宾他真的是很勇于突破自我，很勇于尝试。一个快五十岁的人搬到地球另一端，重新展开人生，一切从头开始。哎，这真的很罕见，很罕见吧？对不对？但他就是就是没有在怕，就是试试看嘛，也不是没有犯过错，对不对？错了就再重新振作，重新开始，重新 rebound 就好啦。像他说的 rebound， 好。那来台湾之后，本来一开始也是一个这样的心态要学中文，结果报名了中文班之后呢，没想到老师一直不断纠正他的这个拼音，加上其他同学又很优秀，整个就让他有点 emoji 没不太好。幸好后来转班换老师之后呢，新老师很会引导，也就慢慢让他上了轨道，而且也认识到了他这样子身为一位四十八岁的学生的极限在哪。好，但是虽然有说有极限，但是就是只要有心，哪怕是难学的中文也是可以驾驭的，没问题，对不对？那最后这边大家都知道，这样都会在节目尾声问来宾，会给以前的自己给些什么建议，或者是呃讲些什么话之类的嘛，对不对？那这次我们这位来宾很特别哦，他给了一个跟其他人很不一样的回答。哦，他说什么呢？他说。他什么事情都不会讲哎、欸，因为如果讲了，就可能不会有不会是今天的自己啦。好，有点像是不想要去篡改历史这样子。好，因为觉得今天的这位四十八岁自己没什么不好啊。目前有的有学到的，都是从以前的错误、以前的经历得来的，对不对？如果没有犯那些错的话，那今天可能就不是这样子的自己，有吗？妈呀，这真的是我们节目开播以来我听到最实在的一个回应哎、欸，听众朋友你们。你们觉得呢？应该也是跟我一样吧，哈。来这边几个字听一下 ，to dive head first。好 ，dive 我们知道是潜水嘛，最近就很夯自由潜水。那 head first 是头朝前，头先下去这样子，所以可想而知 ，to dive head first 就是表达一头栽进去这样。那 going full in 也有类似的意思，但就是比较偏向全力以赴。好像学中文学外语，你 dive head first, going full in， 就是说你火力全开，下定决心要把这个语言学起来，这样子。哦，就算再难，只要你 put your mind to it， 只要有心，只要有花心思去了解，哪怕是阿拉伯文、俄文、德文、希腊文，有吗？还是要学，要写程式，学那个 Java 文都不是问题。好，那也希望大家一样都有从今天的内容学到一些东西。有兴趣的话呢，待会可以去搜寻一下他们的这个 Creator DB， 去搜寻一下他们的行销公司。如果刚好也是网红是创作者的话，也可以去了解一下他们的一些行销策略哦。All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram. YouTube and now Spotify. You can search "ng ingwen" or you can search on IG "ng English I C R T." And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9:30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦，感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。